You're listening to One on One with DP. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to One on One. Uh, we're talking athletes. And if you're talking about America, the history of American athletes, that some of the greatest athletes to ever exist fall in two spaces, right? The run slash jump guys, right? And what makes what makes Carl Lewis unique is that he was the he was the fastest runner and the greatest jumper at the same time. You don't see that very often. So he would go into meets and he would kick your tail in the 100 and 200, and then he would go beat you as well in the long jump. Um, Also would have been an All-American. Based on his times, he would have been an All-American 400 if he had decided to do that as well. In his his practice times, Mm -hmm. he would have been an All-American if he had decided to add 400 meters. That happens with a lot of 100 and 200 meter guys where they're really good at the 400, Mm -hmm. but they're better at the one and the two so they're like look i don't i don't need to worry about this or you're so much better at the 400 that you for your team you compete in the 400 because Mm -hmm. you would win every meet and get extra points well everybody was giving crap to michael norman because the last two years he's been the best 400 runner in the world he's he's been 44 damn near close to getting sub 44 and this last year he decided you know what i want to sprint so he did the one and the two he went sub 10 in the one and he's at 20 or, or sub-20 or, or close to sub-20 in the two. But the same thing applies in hurdles, right? Because at your essence, at your core, you're a sprinter. Yep. You may not be the fastest 100 meter, but your ability to transition hurdles can take that speed and make it elite in the 110 or two, 200 meters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the difference between 400 meters, Edwin Moses could have – could have been an All-American at 400 meters. Mm-hmm. He decided, I'm going to do hurdles, and I'm never going to lose. I'm never going to lose. But on the other side of that, so the fastest humans, you had through, our, through, through American Olympic history, you've got guys like Bob Hayes and uh, Carl Lewis, Harvey Glantz, Steve, uh, Steve Williams, uh, Riddick. You got, like, there was a bunch of folks who were considered the fastest human on the planet. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, athleticism is purely centered on speed. Yes. And the power required to do so. There are no weak 100-yard no. sprinters. No. There are none. Like, they're just not strong. Right. But when you expand to it, 100-meter long jump shot put, high jump, 400-meter, 110 hurdles, discus throw, pole vault, javelin throw, and 1,500 meters, which changes what's required of the body mm-hmm. over a short period of time. Ten events over a short period of time. even And then consider that there may be heats in those, right? Mm-hmm. If you're at a big event, you've got to win a heat and then advance it. So you've got to double your output. But great athletes in America, we're talking about some of the greatest athletes to ever live. You start with Jim Thorpe, and that's where the phrase that after he won the Olympics, uh, he was dubbed the greatest athlete in the world. Now, mind you, he co-signed that by being a Hall of Fame football player. <laughs> but, 
pretty and, athletic. And was a pretty good baseball player as well. <laughs> and lacrosse. Pretty athletic. Uh, Again, another guy with an award named after him. Uh, yeah. Bill Russell. Mm-hmm. Will Chamberlain. Guys who excelled athletically in other spaces other than their own. They showed you. Wilt would have been – stories about Wilt, him. Wilt told you. Wilt, 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 the story was that Wilt would have been an All-American sprinter had he chosen to do so. But I can guys only imagine like, some of those guys doing high jump. Right. Like it's just – like if you – and I know it's different because you, you've seen it with basketball different players style who – Different who, style of jump. Though. Yeah, you're like, oh, well, they could be great high jumpers. Like see how high they get up off the ground to, to dunk the ball or see how high their head gets above the rim. But – for high jump, it's, body it's co- completely body different. Yeah. Body control. The body control and the fact that you have to go off of one foot. Well, to go from the Fosbury flop goes to t- traditional There are hurdle. people who still do that that are getting like six, six, six plus. Like how? Well, we thank Bob Fosbury <laughs> for creating the flop and realizing that for some people it's easier to go off the other foot and then to turn your back to it and control your body and somehow bend into a, an upside down you right i mean because i think once you get it to six foot you doing the traditional is really difficult but mm-hmm. there are people who excel at it um for america i mean jim Thorpe to go back to 1912 and we man we you know for conversation you go back to jim thorpe right um but guys so here's some of the america dominated the decathlon for a long period of time uh guys like bill toomey uh, Rayford Johnson, Bob Mathias. Bob Mathias, for a 12-year stretch, was the best athlete in the world. Uh, then Rayford Johnson and what he did, and of course he did it in Rome. Uh, Bill Toomey when they got to Mexico City. Bruce Jenner in Montreal. And then Daly Thompson from Great Britain took it over and had a 10-year stretch where he was the best athlete. He won in Moscow. He Ooh. won in London. And the, the thing about uh, – he won in Los Angeles. The thing about <laughs> – Los Angeles. I'm old enough to, for the old heads out there. They remember Dan and Dave. Dan and Dave, where Reebok spent millions of dollars in advertising and merchandising campaign. There were Dan versus Dave shirts. I'm Team Dan. I'm Team Dave. What team are you? I wasn't. I th- I found it funny. I found it <laughs> hilarious. Um. I, Dan was this good-looking kind of, he fit the part. Mm-hmm. And Dave was the kind of the all-American cut, good-looking, like, like that dude. And it looked like, you know, everybody had the perceptions of what they wanted. However, and it's just, now this is months, Right. Um, so the campaign, let me, I'll give you some of the notes on this. Uh, the campaign began with TV commercials during the Super Bowl. Early. Right? R- really early. Right. And they were rivals. Uh, they were both favored to win martial, uh, medals in Barcelona. Uh, and Reebok had lost their share to Nike. So Reebok was using this to get back a, a, in the top spot in that space. And the series of television spots had the same message. Who will be the world's greatest athlete, Dan or Dave, to be settled this summer in Barcelona? And Reebok's <laughs> plans. They were five months into this, six months into this campaign. Mm-hmm. Only thing was, 
Dan failed to qualify for the Olympics in the Decathlon. Hmm. <laughs> that throws a wrench into things. Yeah, yeah. He failed. And when I look back on it now, this would have been – this would be everything that we talk about. That millions of dollars at the top level. I can only level. imagine. Yeah, that would be a week of of radio just on just on. Well, wow, Reebok. Well, no, you would have done. Re, you would have done this radio about this from the moment they ran the Super Bowl campaign, mm-hmm. all the way up into the Olympic trials. We would have been talking about. Okay, well, he's really good at this event. He struggles in this one. Is you know he he's he does this, but if you if you look over here and you look at the Germans, they're just they solid in these events. So right. I don't I don't know. Right. So. Um, both of both of them were unknowns outside the track and field world. They became household names. Campaign led to both of them receiving endorsements from other companies. As a matter of fact, O'Brien went to Nike in '93, yeah. uh, despite a football <laughs> injury. Right? And despite a football a foot injury, Johnson won a bronze. So he, he was injured, but he won a bronze in Barcelona. Uh, he retired quickly after that. And then Dan, uh, then Dave O'Brien. I mean, Dan O'Brien went to Atlanta in the '96 Olympics. And won the gold medal in the decathlon. Not the same. Not the same. <laughs> he he got a bit of a pass, but mm. not really. Like congratulations on your gold, but we could have used you four years earlier. So there is a, a an ESPN thirty for thirty podcast, the trials of Dan and Dave. If you're really, I might have to. Oh, it, it it's a it's it's a good bit. I love, I love um, and the commercials. The commercials were, were were top level. They were good. They were top level. Dan versus Dave. Dan likes this. Dave likes this. Who do you like? And they Smart. did this for, and like for everything, like what did what they were eating, what they would wear, you know, all sorts of things. And perfect. Pit and the he just against and then he they really that's what it was, and then it failed, and then you know, and I I, I can only I imagine. I can only imagine if social media was around. It would have been everything all the time. Hashtag Dan versus Team Dave. Dan. Hashtag Team Dave. A- and then absolutely. Hi, yours didn't even make it. Oh, it would have been brutal. It would have been brutal, but amazing. And then people definitely would have saved tweets for four years later after he won gold and be like, oh, where's yours at? Retired with his bronze. Well, but it would also, I mean, this would have fired back. Like, he would have fired back at everybody. Oh, yeah. Also, the fact that he left Reebok for Nike. That's funny. <laughs> We built you. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. You can't do this to me. So I'll go through it. And at, who's the greater athlete? Would you put today's – take Bolt, Usain Bolt, mm-hmm. and then match him against the greatest decathlete athlete in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. Who's the better athlete? It's the decathlete. Yeah. Or is it? And another thing – I don't know off the top of my head. I can't think of one female decathlete. That's the hard part. And I, I feel terrible about it. They don't get the same amount of publicity, unfortunately. We know the women We know the women sprinters. Yes. We know some of the long distance runners. Some of them. We don't know all, all of them. them. Uh, track athletes. We know high jumpers. Now high mm-hmm. jumpers is kind of a – it's got its own niche. Mm-hmm. Mid-distance. But long jump. I don't know the, 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 the horizontal jumpers. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna peek. One, I'm gonna go back and watch some Dan and Dave commercials. As you should. Two, I'm gonna go see if I can figure out who the women decathletes are. We'll do that next. <laughs> 
Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.